Charmers. Welcome into another episode of Miss Charm School Podcast. I'm your host, Sunday Eli. Yes, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? How are you? Come on in. Come on in. Kick off your shoes and relax your feet. Come on in. Come on in. Yes, 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 yes. I hope that you've had water today, that you have your libations near you and around. This is your reminder to make sure you get that water in your system today. And let's take a couple of breaths together before I welcome the newbies and you who've been here before. I want you to just go ahead and take a couple deep breaths in through your nose. Hold at the top of your head for four. And out through the mouth. Do that two more times on your own. And once more. Big, 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 big inhale. And release. Ah, Shake it out, shake it out, shake it off. And be present with me in this moment. Gather yourself from wherever you have last left yourself. If you're washing dishes while listening to this or driving and you're not able to close your eyes because you're multitasking while you're listening to this podcast, I just want you to take those deep breaths and come to a place of mindfulness and ask yourself, where did you last leave yourself? And your brain will go there. And I want you to take a moment for yourself. Stop whatever you're doing. Take a moment. Take five seconds. Take 15 seconds for yourself. And just tell yourself, I gathered myself back up from where I last left myself. I gathered myself back up from where I last left myself. (sighs) And breathe into that. Yes, it's amazing how the mind will literally take you back to the last place you remember you left yourself. (laughs) That could have been weeks ago. That could have been months ago. Some of you may have even been years ago. I hope God forbid, but it's possible. And so you just want to gather yourself back into this moment to be present in this moment so that the ground is ready for you to hear. I don't want you coming to Miss Charm School podcast just to be another thing to do, to check off that you listened and that you got a message real quick. I want this to be a time for you, a part of your sacred self-care where you take moments for yourself, where you are relaxed, where you are exhaling, where you find peace. I want you to come to a place of mindfulness within yourself, casting all of the worries in your mind aside for 20 seconds, for 60 seconds, casting all of the things that you're concerned about aside and just resting in this moment with me. I got you, sis. I'm holding space for you and you can rest here. You can exhale here. And for the men that are listening, you can rest here. (laughs) You can exhale here as well. Let this be a safe space for all of you. So welcome, 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 welcome. And thank you for bringing your full self into this moment. 
Miss Charisco podcast for those of you who are new is for modern boss babes who are looking to re-engage their feminine energy, their spirituality, and their sensuality. And I recently was telling somebody that and they asked me, they were a man, and they asked me more questions about it. And so I want to help break that down by re-engaging your feminine energy. What I mean specifically by that is that it's already in you, especially for my ladies listening. Modern boss babes are women who are excellent at career and work, and a lot of our culture and society really encourages us to be very strong in academics and in our business and starting businesses and, you know, climbing the corporate ladder and all those things. And sometimes the feminine energy and the muscles that are our gift to the world are at times underdeveloped because we've spent so much time achieving in our lives. We've spent so much time acquiring the accolades. We've spent so much time trying to launch the business. We've spent so much time trying to increase the finances. We've spent so much time in the masculine energy, which every human being has both masculine and feminine energy. But we've spent so much time in the masculine domain that, you know, we may know how to slap some makeup on and put some lashes on, but that's not what I mean by re-engaging the feminine energy. I mean, re-engage your true nature, your true essence, what's already laying inside of you. It's often at times doormat or it's just, it's like um, a natural fruit juice or something like all of the good stuff is at the bottom. It's settled at the bottom. And so you need to shake it up. (laughs) You need to stir it up. And so for the women that are listening who are tired and fatigued at swimming upstream and tired of um, always feeling like they have to put on the masculine energy where you feel like you're swimming upstream in your life and you're just tired of being in that arena. It's not profitable for you and your relationships or your relationships dynamics are not that fulfilling or even your career is not that fulfilling. It feels like something's missing. And I do believe this is why soft life in popular culture right now has been so prevalent. It's been something that women have really gravitated towards. And we've made soft life something that oftentimes is projected upon another. Like if you're come, if you're not coming into my life to help me have a soft life, help me relax, to do something for me, to take something off my plate, then why are you here? And maybe there's a place for that. <laughs> but the soft life really begins with you. The more you treat yourself in the soft life energy, the more that is attracted to you. But it has to be not just the hypocrisy of barking it at the world. It has to really resonate and be in your being. It has to rest in the core of the energetic field of your being. And so this is why Miss Charm School Podcast is for modern boss babes looking to re-engage your feminine energy Here in these episodes, I share with you many ways for you to re-engage your true nature, which is the soft life, which is the feminine energy, which is um, your sensuality, which is your spirituality. And so we talk about a lot of different topics when it comes to you re-engaging those aspects of yourself, becoming more comfortable with yourself, becoming more comfortable with your second heart, which is what I call the space in between your root chakra and your sacral chakra, which is where your womb space is, where your vagina is, where your pussy is. Yes. (laughs) And 
I um, share with you different resources on how to love yourself deeper in those areas, how to heal yourself from, there's so much information out there on how to heal yourself from fibroids and things that have crystallized in your body. We do a lot of talk here about emotional wellness and emotional healing from baggage, from past trauma, childhood trauma, uh, past lovers that have disappointed you or frustrated you. All of that poo-poo, as I was sharing with a gentleman when I was explaining to him about my podcast, it's like, you know, there's dung, poop, S-H-I-T, literally, just in the floor of the living room of your life. Let's say your house, your life is a house, and in the living room of your house, there's just poop, and it's been piling up, piling up, piling up, piling up. And this is an analogy that I um, got from Debrina Jackson Ganding. She calls it poop. It's just poop in your life. And you've tried to put flowers on it. You've tried to cover it up. You've tried to Febreze it, spray it down. You've tried to put blankets on top of it, but it's just a mountain of poop. And over the years, it gets hard. And instead of cleaning it out, we're just letting it pile up in our living rooms of our houses. And so here on Miss Charm School Podcast, we deal with all of that, okay? We deal with all of that as the spirit leads me to talk to you about different topics. And so if you're new here or even if you've been here for some time and you didn't really understand that, that's really the purpose and the point of this space for us to do life together, to clean out the poop, (laughs) to re-engage your true nature, for women specifically listening to this, to re-engage your feminine energy, to re-engage your sensuality, which is central. There's so many women who are uncomfortable with their sensuality. There's women that have been violated, touched. Um, There's so many different things. Um, And so being able to re-engage that you are a beautiful, sensuous, supple human being that is meant to be adored and cherished and treated with virtue and treated with kindness and treated with love you are lovable, like all of these different things. um, I think the soul of women crave. And in our modern day culture, we've just really been, I think, hoodwinked and swindled and distracted by other things that are just less important. And the more we pursue them, the more we find that those things are just simply not fulfilling. They're not fulfilling. And we really crave above all else, women crave to be loved. I do believe that men above all else crave to be loved as well but love for them is respect and I think all people crave on some level to be respected and loved and to move in power to overcome the challenges and the circumstances of this world and so in this little corner of the space of the universe Miss Charm School podcast I really am charged to help women re-engage those aspects of themselves because it's in that power it's out of that place that you will be able to deal with the circumstances in life and not just deal with them, overcome them in your power, which is your true nature of your feminine energy, your sensuality, and your spirituality. So I'm very purpose-filled when I share that slogan with you guys every week (laughs) of who Miss Charm School Podcast is for. And the other definition that I like to share with you all, for those of you who are returning, you know this well, but for those of you who are new, the other definition I like to share with the energy of Miss Charm School podcast is for women who are in transition from their womanhood into their queendom. And what I mean by that is when you're in your womanhood season, it's really your me season. It's really all about you. You can eat and break the plate, as my mom says. It really just means that your decisions only impact yourself. But when you get elevated into a queendom, 
position, which I believe promotion comes by the creator, your decisions no longer only impact yourself, they impact nations, they impact groups of people, and what you say and do really impacts other people's lives. And so in your queendom, you're going to have to be a modern boss babe because a queen has business. She is running a kingdom. She's supporting a king and running a kingdom. If you see her, you see the king. Like, just think about a queen on her throne. Like, uh, if she says, your head going to roll, it's rolling, boo-boo. <laughs> and if she decides that, you know, it's a time of feasting or she grants someone's petition before her, like there are royal duties that she has in her kingdom in her queendom and she's responsible for the well-being of the subjects within her kingdom but imagine if that queen is having poo-poo in the palace and she's not dealing with stuff she's walking around angry and frustrated she's avoiding people she's pouting she's giving people the silent treatment people are not going to reverence her as a excellent queen imagine if the queen is not sensual she doesn't really appreciate adorning herself and being beautiful and she doesn't know how to rest maybe she's always working 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 and so she's burnt out she's tired she's snappy at people she has low energy like people will be looking at her like "Mm -mm. this is not a queen that we want to throw roses and flowers at when she comes into our town and our city this is not someone that we celebrate and so being on your throne in your queendom, you have to re-engage your feminine energy. You have to be a queen that can sit with God and have a spiritual connection beyond the earthly realm and understand and perceive that, okay, you know, because I sat with God and had prayer time, quiet time in my sacred space, I know that there's going to be a famine coming in two months. And so I'm going to prepare or I had a dream and I have a spiritual connection. So I understand how to decode that dream so that I can better prepare for the subjects of the people in my kingdom that are underneath my care that I have to take care of. And modern day queendom manifest in being a supervisor it can manifest in being a mother. It can manifest in being a caretaker of a loved one. It could manifest in many different ways. There's many ways that many of us have been given promotions of queendom and we complain about them. We labor through them. We don't have good attitudes about them. And we're not doing the best job that we can of being queens on our throne. And so both of those definitions are really important for this space. Because it's important, it's critical actually. For those of you who are called here, think it not strange, you're called here for a particular purpose. And you're called here because you are queens. And for those of you who haven't yet been promoted, you're on your way to promotion. And so it's going to be critically important for you to have your feminine energy in your arsenal, in your toolbox. It's going to be critically important for you to have your spirituality in your toolbox. It's going to be critically important for you to have your sensuality in your toolbox. And maybe toolbox feels too masculine, maybe in your jewelry drawer, you know, you're back in the day, um, people had, and some people still have today, but they had jewelry boxes. You're going to have to have some jewels in your jewelry box and you're going to have to polish those things, pull them out, wear them, adorn yourself with those things because you're the queen. And you want to be an excellent queen. You want the subjects that you have been given 
influence over to reverence you and praise you and clap for you. And not that you do it for them. You do it because you have the integrity and the heart to want to be a good queen. But as a benefit, the people that are underneath your influence thrive because you're in your bag, sis, because you're in your jewelry box, because you're in your toolbox and you are doing this thing of life as an overcomer with grace. So that's what Miss Charm School podcast is about. Yes, that was a mouthful, but now you understand the importance and the heart that I have around this podcast and the vision that I have to help women be just that, be the queens of their world, because I need you to be great. (laughs) The world needs you to be great, specifically for the women listening to this. You are the mothers that incubate literally the next generations. You are so critically important. The fact that you clean the poo-poo out of your life is important for everyone that comes in and out of your house. It's important for the man that you connect with, the king that you connect with. It's important for the princes and the princesses that you raise. It matters how their mom is doing. I'm under the impression that the woman in the home is like the oxygen of the home. The queen of the kingdom is the beauty of the kingdom. She is the jewel. She is the prize. And so we know that. I believe each woman knows that deep down on some level, but At times we get distracted by culture. We get distracted by what culture says is important. And oftentimes the things that I'm talking about here on this podcast can often be counter to the popular culture. And there are themes that um, may even be popular for a time, but then they get distorted. (laughs) And so it's really important when you do your breath work, when you come into this space or when you get your water that you bring your full self from wherever you last left yourself, that you gather yourself, that you get present because, yeah, this is the life-changing stuff that's really going to set you apart. And I just treasure the honor and the opportunity of being able to connect with you and have this moment and space in your life, in your queendom. Like, this is the space where queens connect, real queens Real women that are doing the work, real women that are set apart, real women that have a radiance and a light that shines through them that the world finds irresistible and magnetic because that's who you are. Because there ain't no poo-poo in your living room. (laughs) So that's a whole mouthful, but that's what we're doing here. That's what I'm doing here. And I'm grateful that you decided to be here too. So yes, When I come like this on an episode, you know I got a message, you know I got a word. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And so today's message, I'm coming to you with the perspective of fruit and flowers. Yes, but trust me, it's going to be so beautiful. So um, this episode is really inspired from my life, like most of them are, (laughs) And I was having a conversation with someone and was sharing with them how I was having an aha moment about some things. And it reminded me of a lesson that God gave me a long time ago. So years ago, I had been, well, Holy Spirit, like, how do you want me to share this? Okay, yes, I'm going to start there. So years ago... I had been in prayer about like 
competition maybe like when as a woman in this life it's very easy to compare yourself to others and especially in today's modern culture with being saturated and inundated with images of women everywhere beautiful women that look good bodies look good all the stuff right and oftentimes you can even date somebody who's like comparing you to other people even though like subconsciously you know you know in their heart they're not like trying to put you down but just stuff okay I've been through some stuff in life (laughs) um for example like one time a guy had told me oh why don't you like take this and move it here and you would have like you already have a great shape but you would have like a really fat ass if you did that and it was like I just didn't say anything I was like okay I don't know where that came from <laughs> like I'm okay like I'm good um but I'm saying I'm sharing that as an example to say that there's just so we can be oversaturated with images of stuff and I'm also reminded of something else a gentleman shared with me who uh, lives and works in LA and I think originally he's from the Bay or something but he like lives and works in LA in the music industry and had shared that um, he was like yeah you know you could be like a girl here in LA or something like that I don't even remember he was like yeah you kind of look like you need to be dating a baller like an athlete or something like just look at you and I was just I just took it as a compliment because I don't I also really I kind of understood what he meant by that but not really like what what are you saying like sometimes I don't be understanding them anywho so um then he proceeded to tell me like yeah because in LA like he's like every girl is the same in the sense of and I was like what do you mean he was like well like every girl looks the same it's just what color do you want like do you want her to be white you want her to be Asian you want her to be fair you want her to be brown you want her to be chalk like darker like what shade do you want because every girl looks the same and I was like oh okay and I was like well maybe that's what men want and that's why they look like that like I don't know and so yeah we had a conversation about that but that was just interesting to me and then um also I recently was talking to someone that I'm getting ready to potentially do business with and they were telling me that also Los Angeles I live in California for those of you listening around the world I don't live in LA but I live not too far from LA and so um, this other person I was speaking to was telling me that um, in Los Angeles like women he was saying like almost if you work a nine-to-five people look down on you like everybody's about having a business and He was like, it's almost like when you meet a woman and you tell her that you don't have a business or you just work like a job, they look down on you like, ugh, you don't own a business? And I was like, what? Really? (laughs) He's like, yeah. (laughs) Um, So there's just like, ooh, there's just all this stuff out here in culture right now. And it ain't working, okay? It makes logical sense to us, but it's not working. And I remember years ago being like caught up with like, oh my God, if I could just be beautiful like this girl or, oh my God, if I could just have my body look like this or if I could just blah, blah, blah. And now, you know, when you start working and you earn income, 
and you move from like, you know, your teens, your late teens and 20s to like a place of financial empowerment, you can go get those things. And I I do know some women that have went and got, you know, different procedures and this and they have succumbed to those different pressures, believing that that's going to give them the better life that they want or that that's going to fulfill their happiness. And I felt those pressures at times throughout my um, womanhood journey into queendom. I felt those pressures and it's easy to feel those pressures because it almost feels like, well, everybody's doing it and all of those things. And so, or it's like acceptable. There's, you have permission to do those things. And so I remember going to God and just like kind of praying about that because I was feeling pressured in those different areas and God showed me something that he, I was telling someone literally just like two, three days ago, and he put it on my heart to share with the tribe, the charmers. (laughs) And that is that a nut is a fruit. How many of y'all knew that? This episode is going to be titled Fruit and Flowers because God took me to a fruit and a flower to show me a very powerful lesson that I'm going to share with you today because it's, he wants me to share it with you and it's time. So a nut is actually like a peanut, a walnut, a pecan or a pecan, um, a macadamia nut, a Brazil nut, a Kona nut, whatever other kind of hazelnut, like all these nuts, right? Are fruits. And I, when I heard it in my sacred time, and if you haven't, I have episodes on how to create a sacred space. And so you got to dig through a couple of episodes to find it because it's probably in the earlier episodes of Miss Charm School podcast, but I go through the importance of having a sacred space. What is a sacred space? How to carve out sacred space time in your life, why it's critically important, all of that. So this is a practice that I've had for many years. So I was in my sacred space back in college and I was like, a fruit is a nut? What? And so I end up like Googling, getting my laptop. I had like a Barracuda huge laptop back in the day. Ooh, God bless me. I've come a long way. (laughs) And I um, start looking it up and sure enough, nuts are considered a fruit. And I was telling somebody this like three days ago and they were like, what? A nut is not a fruit. I was like, look it up. Yes, it is. And so we don't often consider when we think of fruits, we think of usually like supple, soft, fleshy, juicy, you know, water coming out fruits like peaches, strawberries, berries, blackberries, blueberries. Um, We think about apples and pineapples and all of those things, bananas, like we think about those things as fruits tomato is considered a fruit but we don't often think about nuts as a fruit and the person I was talking to is older than myself and they had reminded me that like every holiday season growing up their grandmother had put fruits and nuts out as like a platter and I thought about European European culture and like fruits and nuts were all you know or a charcuterie board you put fruit and nut and jams and cheese and all those things on the board right like and we often skip over the fact that an almond is a fruit a pecan a pecan is a fruit a peanut is a fruit (laughs) and so when God showed me that he showed me that I'm so diverse, like the creator of all things is so diverse 
we don't all need to be soft, fleshy, juicy fruits. That a fruit is actually a nut. A nut is something you have to usually crack open. It has a hard shell. You know, the texture is different. It's more savory. It doesn't have the same anything like a peach. It's completely different. It's almost like the peach seed is more like a fruit, except the seed is not edible. So it's not. (laughs) But a nut is actually something that a tree produces as its fruit the same way apples are the same way oranges are produced as a fruit of a tree a nut is produced as the fruit of a tree and so I was blown away by that because as a woman with the examples I gave you of you know a woman telling a man that everybody needs to have a business and a guy telling me that all the women in LA are the same and if you're listening to this from Los Angeles maybe you concur maybe you're offended please I hope that you're not it's not my opinion it's somebody else's opinion but um the point is is that in today's culture there's often the need to be more like one another than different but we really dim our light when we do that because some people and I know you know people like this. There's some people that don't even like sweets. There's some people that prefer savory over sweet. So if all of us are walking around trying to be juicy peaches, then who's going to be the person who's a macadamia nut or a Brazil nut or a Kona nut? Who's going to be that person that fulfills another person's appetite that satisfies a different type of person? And even in the nuts, I've just given you all different kinds of examples of fruits that are actually nuts walnuts, all these different kinds that are used in baking, used in desserts, used in savory pine nuts that are used in like seafood dishes and, you know, pistachios that are put in salads. Like, you know, there's so many different uses and it gives a different texture and a different flavor and it appetizes the senses and like, you know, your taste buds and your palate start watering at just the thought of these different types of or macadamia nuts and cookies or whatever hazelnut how hazelnut is used everywhere in syrups and coffees and in creamers and all kinds of stuff and so um and you can mix them with different spices cinnamon and and just yeah and get a whole different thing than a peach or an apple or a pineapple and so That was the first thing that God showed me. And God literally was like, you're more like a nut, Sunday. (laughs) And not in the sense of cray cray, but in the sense of you have a different texture. You may have a hard shell on the outside of you. But once somebody cracks that open, once that shell is cracked open, they have a savory, soft, but textured fruit that has a delicious flavor that can be used in so many different things. It can be grinded and made into butters like almond butter and hazelnut spread and peanut butter. And that's a whole different flavor. And you can put that with a jam and mm, now you didn't got something different. Like, you know, God just showed me like you're a fruit, but you're a different kind of fruit. And then the second thing that God showed me that same day was that um, he led me to hibiscus flower. Some people say hibiscus. I like to say hibiscus flower. 
and I love hibiscus. I love it. I love hibiscus tea. I just love the flowers. Beautiful. I also love calla lilies as well. And God showed me like calla lilies to hibiscus, but specifically God had me do a little bit of a research on hibiscus. And when I looked at it and I started to look at it, I was like, okay, what do you want me to see? And I was Googling and searching stuff. And what I, he eventually revealed to me, or some people get offended by he, she, you know, whatever. I just mean the creator of all things. What the creator of all things began to reveal to me was that a hibiscus flower and any bell-shaped flower or any flower that has a protruding um, center stem gets pollinated differently than a sunflower or a rose or a a flower whose petals sort of open up in that way. Excuse me. And so the animal in the animal kingdom that's attracted to a bell-shaped flower or a flower that has a protruding um, stem like a hibiscus, the animal that pollinates that is completely different than the ones that pollinate a sunflower or a, I don't know, some other type of open-petaled flower. And I was like, hmm, so God took me there and showed me that. And a long story short, I learned that bell flowers, bell-shaped flowers are flowers that have a protruding um, stem like a hibiscus flower does, are pollinated by hummingbirds. But a hummingbird cannot pollinate a sunflower. A hummingbird has a long beak and the long beak has a tongue that comes out of the beak and it goes, it can easily pollinate bellflowers. Whereas bees, for example, we often know bees are pollinators. Bees can go easily to a sunflower, easy, easily to an open petal flower that has its center like a pod that's exposed to the sun. A bee can easily go into something like that and buzz around, buzz around, buzz around. And as it's flying back to its nest, it's buzzing and shaking that pollen off and pollinating the environment as a result of it. And that's a different kind of pollinator. And we often, bees are usually the popular pollinators that we think of when we think of pollinating flowers. But a hummingbird is also a pollinator. And a hummingbird Literally, the creator created specific flowers that are ideal for hummingbirds to pollinate. Bees can't really pollinate those other flowers. And so God began to show me again the diversity of the creator and that everything has its match. (laughs) And so the calla lily or the hibiscus flower or any bell-shaped flower doesn't need to be a sunflower. It doesn't even, it's not even trying to attract the bee pollinator. It's not even trying to attract the mass well-known popular pollinator. It's trying to be its own version of a flower, its own version of beauty, its own version of fragrant, its own version of rarity that is ideal for a particular pollinator. And so God gave me this lesson of the hibiscus flower and a nut as a fruit to show me that there's room for you. The way that I am made, the way the way that I'm crafted, the way that I am not always a fuzzy, soft, juicy peach, like 
okay, <laughs> I'm a Capricorn <laughs> and I'm a real Capricorn, okay, almost through and through, except I have a lot of Sagittarius energy. And so there's a reputation about Capricorns can, that they can be standoffish, quiet, blah, blah, blah. And I'm a warm person when you get to know me, but I can be kind of quiet and observant and, you know, just watching everything at first until I feel like, okay, I want to open up to you. And I've had people give me feedback of like, you know, that I'm private or that I'm mysterious. Oh Lord, how many times have I heard that? And I used to kind of pick on myself, like, why can't you be more like a warm, fuzzy peach? That's just so like, mm, pick me and rub me. And no, I don't touch me. <laughs> I feel like that sometimes, like, don't touch me. And not that I don't have a soft, sensual side where I uh, want to hug people and love people or kiss people. I have that side. But sometimes I feel like, okay, capacity, I'm done. Thank you. Please remove your hands. Like I have that side. And um, except when I don't, I that's just how, that's what it is. <laughs> and sometimes I feel like, yep, I want to talk and be sociable and miss friendly chatty patty. And sometimes I feel like, nope, I'm trying to be in the house and um, watch this message online or watch this radio show or listen to an audio book or cook or dance in my living room, whatever. And I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to answer the phone. <laughs> and I've grown in some of those areas to not be so rigid. But this lesson came at a very critical time in my younger development because I was struggling with like, dang, like maybe I should be more like that. But it just felt like by that, I meant the juicy peach, like the soft, fuzzy, different thing than a walnut that you have to crack open. And I struggled with that. And I was like, well, I got to be more like this. I got to be more like that. And God showed me, no, no, no. A fruit, a nut is a fruit. It's a different kind of fruit, but it is a fruit. And a hibiscus flower is a different kind of flower, but it's just as beautiful, just as fragrant. It's used in medicinal purposes. Like you don't have to be a sunflower. You can be a tropical, beautiful hibiscus that opens and closes. Do you know hibiscus leaves actually like open and close? They're so dope and they're fragrant and they're beautiful and you can put them in teas and they're good for your feminine, especially the feminine body for reproductive health and for your menstrual, your monthly cycle. Like they have all these values and purposes and then their ideal mate for pollination is a hummingbird. How dope, like you don't even attract bees. So why are you trying to be something that you're not? Like, why are you trying to be that kind of flower? Let that flower be that flower and you be this one. Let that piece of fruit be that type of fruit and you be the nut. You be a Brazil nut, a, co a Kona nut, you be a macadamia nut, a hazelnut, whatever, a peanut. <laughs> Or pick a rare one that's expensive. You be that. And be sensual and be and, and appeal to a whole different side of a human being's senses. And know that there is a pollinator ideal for you. You don't have to be pollinated by bees. I don't even want you to attract them. Okay? Be pollinated by hummingbirds. A whole different kind of amazing, incredible species 
that heart rate is like moving crazy and has speed and is not all the way a huge bird, but not a bee either, like bigger and in between and stocky and like, and some of them are beautiful in color and just, yeah, I've, trust me, I've watched documentaries on hummingbirds and everything because (laughs) once I kind of got this lesson, um, I just want to know more. And that's the beautiful thing. Look at this, queens. That's the beautiful thing, charmers. When you build a spiritual relationship with God, this is like a little bit silly. I'm talking about nuts as a fruit and flowers right now. But everything can teach you. Anything in the creation of the creator can teach you something. That's how amazing the creator is. And this is why having a spiritual connection to the creator is critical. (laughs) Because he wants to reveal things to you, teach you things. And one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities. What are his invisible qualities? His eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen from things that are made in the earth so that men are without excuse. And we walk past nature every day and we don't pay attention to the things that the creator has made that give testimony to the fact that there is a creator let alone you as a living breathing person (laughs) that also gives testimony to the fact that there's a creator the fish and the sea the whales all of that stuff all deep down up in there that we don't even know what's up in the oceans gives testimony to a creator and if you allow it The whole world will open up to you in vibrant color and you will be able to learn things and glean things that change your life, that allow you to have more confidence in yourself if you stop looking for it in whatever small little lens of a perspective that you have and you open up your life to allow the lesson to come to you in the diversity of the plethora of the abundance of even the stars and the planets like Come on, the creator can use anything, anything that has been created to bring you into more alignment, to bring you into fuller awareness of yourself, to bring you into deeper self-love and self-respect for yourself, to give you a message about nuts and flowers that you end up sharing on a podcast or that you end up sharing with your girlfriends after hearing this. And that encourages someone and they take that for the rest of their life, maybe even teaching their daughters the same way. Somebody, a mother shared with her daughter that shared with me, your honey and bees are attracted to honey. And don't worry, bees are always going to be buzzing all around because you're honey. As a woman, you are honey and bees are always going to be buzzing all around because they're attracted to you. But guess what God did? I used to really take that. I was like, yes, I'm honey. I'm honey. And that's beautiful. But then God showed me, "Uh uh-uh, you like a hibiscus flower. And you don't even need to be attracting bees. You attract hummingbirds. That's a whole different kind of species. They move different. They have different characteristics. And by pollinating, yes, I'm also talking about men. Some of you attract a whole different kind of pollinator. Pollination is the sex between the plants. That's what it is. So you don't, Sunday, you don't even attract bees. You attract a whole different kind of pollinator. And so I've also done studies on hummingbirds to kind of understand like, okay, well, who is it that I attract? What's those characteristics? What are those qualities? What are they like? They're high energy. (laughs) 
They stocky. <laughs> they got mouth game, okay? Y'all, I look, the creator is, I have a very real relationship. I don't, you know, that's a whole nother episode, okay? That's a whole nother episode. They're different. The way that it's not even like an is a, is a hummingbird a bird? They call it a bird or is it an insect? It's not like an insect. It's like a bird, which means it mates different, which means it attracts different. Like if you know birds and how birds try to um, attract the female to recreate with is different. Okay. than a bee does. The bees serve the queen bee. You don't even attract those. I don't want to say those are peasants, but you don't even attract those. You over here, you in a whole different category. Be what I've called you to be. Be a nut. You don't need to be a soft, fuzzy peach. You can be something that's more savory because there's somebody out there that don't even like sweets anyways. (laughs) So be a whole different texture. Provide a whole different experience. There's room for you. And that's my message to share with you today, ladies. And gentlemen listening to this, maybe you like nuts too, okay? I don't know. And I don't mean that in a sexually explicit way, okay? I meant the actual fruit, okay? Okay. But (laughs) maybe that brings freedom to your life too. There's room for you. Be who you are. There's no need for you to be like anybody else. There are literal divinely created beings that are looking for you. They're not looking They're not even equipped to match well with a daisy. They're not even built or sent here on earth to eat peaches. They might be allergic. There's people that are looking for you. So be you. Because that gives glory to the creator. Because the creator is abundant and there is no lack in the creator. And he has matches for all of us. And you are optimized and you are ideal for your ideal matches. Yes, you are. And that, I hope, brings you freedom. I hope that brings you perspective. I hope that helps you exhale. I hope that helps you accept yourself deeper and on a richer level. And yeah, I hope that you feel seen and I hope that you feel heard. Share this episode with someone, ladies. I love you, Charmers. And I'll talk to you soon. Ciao.